you're listening to the We Speak Common Podcast Network. For more information and to support the show, head to WeSpeakCommon.com. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Welcome to my Christmas cave. Yes, it's the Christmas episode of We Speak Common. Ho, 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 and and all that stuff. Uh, Come on in, have a seat. I've got wonderful snacks. I've got mold wine. There's a tree and lights and everything. And no, this isn't this isn't a a big palaver to steal your souls. Just sit down. We're going to be joined by some guests across the evening to talk about the things that have happened this year just in D&D in general that have made it amazing and memorable. We're going to talk about the way the game has changed for the better for us this year. I invite you to come, sit down and reflect and enjoy the conversation and, of course, the mulled wine. And while we're going, a little bit of festive cheer too. Welcome to We Speak Common. and welcome to a brand new episode of the D&D podcast for everyone because here we speak common. This is the show brought to you in partnership with the Dice Dungeon, your one-stop shop for all things D&D needed, whether it's dice made of glass, uh, resin, uh, of metal, of crystal, maybe you want a nice uh, scroll that folds out into a rolling tray or any of the books that you need to play D&D with. I actually, uh, of course, went to see the wonderful Dice Dungeon guys at uh, Dragon Me a few weeks ago and I did walk away with a lovely new set of dice and uh, uh, a scroll uh, rolling tray so i'm telling you now go to the link in the description below go and look at those check them out and use the code we speak coppin we speak coppin we, we speak common to get 10 percent off your entire order we're also brought to you in partnership with describe spelled d-s-c-r-y-b uh, describe offers over eight and a half thousand scenes of places, monsters and spells uh, of things you can read as a player, of things you can read as a DM, basically anything you can think of. It's just like box text from your favourite adventure, but you can use it in any game, whether it's homebrew or pre-written. You can follow the link below to describe.com. Again, that's D-S-C-R-Y-B.com and use the code COMMON at checkout to get 10% off your subscription every month for the first two years that you are subscribed of course we'll talk about our wonderful partners at some point during this episode but right now i want to talk to you hello it is uh, that time of year where we are in what i like to call christmas limbo christmas has been and gone uh, new year's eve is on the way all the shops stay shut nothing's really happening there's reruns of old christmas movies on the tv and we're here to keep you company and talk about dungeons and dragons which let's face it is exactly what you want uh, and today we're going to do uh, what is effectively our last episode before the new year, before 2023 starts. We're going to have a little look back at some of the things that have happened, uh, what we've enjoyed about them, uh, why and how we're going to keep using them in the future. Now, <laughs> the prompt for this, I said this to uh, a colleague of mine uh, today uh, on the day that I'm recording. I said, I'm going to do my my Christmas episode, the end of the year episode for uh, for the podcast tonight. I'm looking forward to it. He's like, oh, what, what's it about? It's, oh, it's about the, the things that you really loved this year from D&D. And he went, oh, I really love the amount of dragons. I was like, yeah, yeah. The amount of dragons has uh, fundamentally been rather good this year. So it's that kind of thing. What What's happened? What's happened this year in Dungeons and Dragons that you, you have loved and adored and are going to keep with you for the rest of forever? You're probably thinking of something right now. Uh, but instead of being joined by just one guest today, just one person to sit and talk to me, uh, I've got a handful, a bunch of voices that you will have heard throughout the year. Not all of them, not all of them from the year, that's too many, but uh, a handful of the most prominent. And we're going to go through them uh, one at a time, in no particular order, not in my order of least favourite to most favourite, nothing like that. I haven't, I haven't decided it based on anything like that at all, uh, or the reverse, of course. But you'll get to know them if you haven't met them already. If you're first time joining, this is a nice uh, this is a nice introduction to the original cast. So before we bring in our first guest this uh, morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time you're listening, I'm going to give you the written prompt that I've given these guys so that you know exactly where we're at. So today we are talking about what is the best way that the game changed for you this year. And to join us to start off, 
is Mr. Ray. Hello, Raymundo. Hello, Ben. Welcome to my uh, my Christmas hovel. Uh, this is uh, just my normal cave of D and D podcasting, except there's more Christmas music and jingle bells. Can I have some hot chocolate, please? Uh, you can. I'm on the mulled wine, but you're more than welcome to to have a non-alcoholic beverage. Well, it is much earlier in the day uh, over here, so oh, right, it, would be, yeah. it would be very irresponsible for me to, to dip into the wine at this hour. <sighs> God damn it! So responsible. We don't do that in the, in England. We just uh, we just get get hammered all the time. Uh, we're talking about D and D and how it's been this year. How have you found it? I love Dungeons and Dragons. I think I love it more this year than I did last year. That's actually that's actually incredible. I okay. I thought it was impossible. True. So what's your thing then? You know the prompt and you got really excited about, you know, doing this. You haven't told me. I don't know what anyone's going to bring up today. So what is your what is your thing? I'm really I'm, I'm genuinely quite excited about this one. So, <laughs> what so is it? for me, I think my I think my answer will be very on brand uh, for me. Mm-hmm. My answer is that this year, uh, my kind of faith in the core system of Dungeons and Dragons um, was shattered, uh, which has been a very freeing experience. So I think okay. I think going into this year, I was more under the impression that fifth edition was this like perfectly balanced system and when i would design things design content for the game i was obsessed with uh not not breaking the game not breaking the mold not doing things that were new uh because i was so afraid that they would be perceived by the community as uh overpowered or um too different from the things that what already existed and for me this year with the with the all the conversations about 1D&D and, and what we've seen from 1D&D so far um, and also some of the activity of uh, folks like Matthew Coville he released uh, a lot of free mortals their new Kickstarter samples this year and reading through how they're approaching design for Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition I've really I, I feel free to just like do weird stuff and publish weird stuff and knowing that a population of people will have grounds to be like, this is so broken, like for this reason, this reason, this reason. But then also knowing that there will be a population of people who like love it because mm-hmm. it, it's different it's and it's weird and they'll, they'll use it for that reason. Uh, so... So that's that's how the game has changed for me this year. Do you know what? You're going to think I'm talking out my ass and I'm lying. But when I was thinking about what mine would be, because my, my whole my plan was to hear from all you guys today. But I was like, well, what what, what would be my answer to the question? Because someone will ask me. The thing I sat down and I thought about was like, what at the end of the episode, when, when someone says, oh, Ben, what's yours then? What am I going to say? Because I feel like it's going to upset people. And mine was that I've... I've fallen a little bit out of love with D&D. That was my yeah. thing. Because yeah. I like I still love it. Oh, we will still love it. We absolutely love this game. Um but from the start of the year to to now, the very end of it, I have gone from being very much like, "Hey, yeah, D&D's my system. I love the way it works. You know, this is and this." Um to I think we've all seen some issues with some of the products that have come out this year in one way or another. I think everyone's had something wrong with each of them. Some of them have been good some of them we won't talk about um <laughs> and and along that journey i've i've looked at other systems and i've looked at my games and why i run them a certain way and the games that i play in and why i like those games and what is it about all of those things that makes dnd dnd for me it's key selling point and always has been that it's different for everybody so why is this system the system i'm prominently playing i'm playing others but why is this the core one for me and it's shifted my focus from being a, okay, how am I going to make this work in D&D to, okay, how am I going to make this work in maybe D&D? I'm still playing 5e as my core system. That's the, the one I go to first. But now I don't look at it as Dungeons and Dragons and how Dungeons and Dragons has to be played. But I look at it as my 
I don't, I never in my head go, how am I going to make this work in my TTRPG? But I suppose that's how you sum it up. How am I going to make this work in my, my tabletop gaming day that I have each week? And that is freeing. It's, it's freeing on the same level as when you go from looking at a rule that wizards have put out and going, oh, so that's how it works to then being free and going, oh, I can do whatever I want and use it however I like. Like the predetermined law, I can, I can rewrite, you know, it's, it's that kind of level of freeing. Uh, and I don't think it's a bad thing. And I don't think it means any of us love Dungeons and Dragons as a game any less. I think it just shows that like many things, Pokemon being a, a key example in our friend group at the moment, sometimes you grow apart and you still love something but you need to adapt it for yourself more um yeah i don't know does that kind of does that resonate with you ray a hundred percent i think you could summarize it as um it sounds like you and i have lost a little bit of our reverence for wizards of the coast brand dungeons and dragons and and we are open to the idea of playing Dungeons and Dragons, like in the best way that suits like the tastes and preferences of our table. So the way I can sum it up, like the simplest way I could sum it up, is that I will always look at D and D and what they put out and Wizards put out. I will always read right. it. I'll always see it. But now I am no longer afraid to go. Do you know what? that's not for me whereas at the start of the year i used to be like oh god the new book's coming out how do, how am i gonna read it and fall in love with it so that i can talk about it on the podcast and i'm like do you know what that's not what this hobby is there's there's literally thousands of sources out there from across the 50 50 years is it we're coming up to um that that you can go into so why why do i feel like i have to love everything they put out key example right. i'm a big lover of second edition spelljammer I'm not a big lover of fifth edition Spelljammer, so why do why do I feel like I have to come here in front of this this community that I've built and say, yeah, it's good when it it's not. I mean, it might be good for you, it's but it's not for me. And here's how I change things. And I think having that freedom is is a positive change on a personal level. Absolutely, yeah. I think I think that before this year, uh, when I would put my content out there that I wanted to publish to the DMs Guild or other places, a lot of the feedback, critical feedback that I would get is, oh, well, you you phrased this ability wrong. Like, it's supposed to be phrased this way, because this is how all of these abilities are phrased in Dungeons & Dragons. And Wizards of the Coast this year threw out a lot of the conventions that they had for uh, monster stat blocks and more recently player classes like all of the things that were wholly uh like uh, like rooted in the player handbook are being put to the side which i think changes the the flow of that feedback now the the, the feedback is more useful like rather than this is wrong because it's phrased differently or there's one extra damage die here than there would be in this uh, comparable feature in this other class it's oh well i won't use this at my table because xyz which is much more useful feedback to get. yeah yeah and when i when i look back at you know the conversations i was having four years ago when i started this podcast i was I was saying things like that all the time. Every day, mm -hmm. I would, uh, every week, I suppose, I would say, here's how I use or don't use this. You choose. And finding that route in myself again has been wonderful. Everything I'm saying falls down to the fact that I haven't fallen out of love with 5e. Not really. I still enjoy the system. I still love it. I still play it every single week. Uh, and when I come up with a story, my first thought is, okay, how does this work in 5e? And if it doesn't work in 5e, now the development is I go, okay, how does it work in Monsters of the Week? How does it work in The Witcher? How does it work in Call of Cthulhu? I look at other systems now, which is something I didn't do before. Um, sure, the publishing hasn't hit the nail on the head for me recently. It yeah. might, and we could, we, you know, we could be here next year. God knows whether I'll still be here next year doing the podcast I'll be alive don't worry um, you know who knows but if we are sat here and we're having this conversation again I could say something very different and I could say hey what's you've nailed it this year and everything they've brought out has been amazing and my faith has been restored so it's less so that 
I think the system has fallen out of, like I've fallen out of love with the system, it's my fallen out of love with the way the system is being utilized by the publishing. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think one D&D is probably one of the best things that could have happened for my personal game of Dungeons and Dragons because um, like I'm definitely going to use the new exhaustion mechanics. I'm just going to throw out the old, I might, I might use everything from like the old Dungeons and Dragons system, but use the new exhaustion, the exhaustion. <laughs> mechanics so that I can use it in my game. Cause I couldn't really use exhaustion before cause it was so unfun. Mm. Um, and I think like the back, the new way of doing backgrounds is uh, very compelling as mm. well. Um, and just by virtue of there being a second option, that means that pitching a third option, well, that's just that's just the next option. Before, when there was just one way to do it, pitching the second option, like, oh, well, I do it this way instead, was a little bit blasphemous, you know? Was, yeah, yeah. It was a little I bit wrong. Definitely see that. And yeah. look, I mean, one D&D is going to be something to watch. We are entering into, I mean, we're looking a little bit future here now, which isn't the point of today, mm-hmm. but... Uh, we're entering into what is the final year of fifth edition as we know it you know after 2023 that thing goes away it, it, in a sense they might still publish stuff for it um but one dnd is going to become the focus we know that so it's going to be interesting to see where things go and that's something we'll definitely be keeping a close eye on um yeah, in the new year so i'm um <laughs> looking forward to having that conversation ray thank you i'm gonna i'm gonna usher you back into the christmas cave uh, hide you behind the tinsel and shake the jingle bells and bring in a second person if that's alright with you hey, as long as there's hot chocolate there is there is hot chocolate next to the mulled wine don't you worry and I think maybe some gingerbread menti oh perfect alright cool. I'll see you later alright let me let me let me shake the tree and see who falls out uh, I think sitting on top of my my Christmas decorated tree full of lights and candy is uh David hello sir are you up there Oh, oh, hang on, hang on, he's mute at the moment. Hi, Ben. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> Someone was going to do it. I could have I, I guessed it would be you. The, How are inst- you. the instant panic as I couldn't speak. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm alright. Right. Welcome to my welcome to my Christmas cave. Um, I know you're a big fan of the tree, but I do need to pull you away while we talk Thanks. about Dungeons and Dragons. So I'm like a cat uh, in there. Uh, yeah, carry on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what is uh, the one way the game has changed for you this year for the, um, for the better? Tell me, tell me more. So mine is really cheesy and very Christmas spirit. Um, mine is the amount of different games and different people I've managed to play with this year. That is a cheesy answer. That's very yeah. Christmas spirit answer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Tell me more. I, yeah, so I so since we the server kind of got busier. Uh, oh, I, oh, would that be uh, would that be the We Speak Common <laughs> server oh, that you can join oh, right now in in the description below. You can you can come and enjoy the Christmas spirit right now. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, okay. Let's just check I, Yeah. I got into a group First of all, with Sam, Ali, and Liam, and we played through a mini adventure with Sam, and then we did Ali's, and then we're currently going through one of mine, mm. um, and that's been an absolute blast. And it's so nice and like a breath of fresh air to experience different DMs and mm. be a player in those games, as well as DM for other DMs, really. And uh, yeah, it's really nice. Do you know what? I agree with you. I think that's something that is really powerful as a dungeon master. If you're someone who runs games, I used to say, uh, if you're someone who only runs homebrew, you should read a module and the way it's written to get an understanding of how that that looks because it does change things in the way you prepare. And in the same way that if you've only ever run a module, you should try writing something for yourself from scratch to see, you know, you stretch your legs and see how it works. Um, and it's the same vein as that, right? You yeah. you sit in front of a new DM and you see the things that they do that you love and you see the things that they do that you don't love and how that all works. And I think as well, for me, and I, I've played a lot of different games this year as well, yeah. is that I've understood what I look for more as a player too. Yes, exactly. Both yeah. as a player and a DM, like, you... Like they can't even say like the amount of stuff I've taken from both 
Sam and Ellie's games like and just like put into mine and I hope vice versa. Um, and not even just for D and D, but just across the board in TTRPGs is like I've managed to run so much Monster of the Week, which is something I really enjoy. And we're, you know we're planning Call of Cthulhu, mm-hmm. and I've got to experience bits and that. We obviously I've played in The Witcher with you running it and with everyone else playing it. It's been just a great time. <laughs> what what is it about? Because. Uh, Hmm, how, how do I phrase this without mm. sounding mean? We're being in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> yeah. I, when I when I play in games, yeah. Um, I, and I think I've said this before. Like when someone says like, "Hey, do you want to play in this one shot?" Yeah. Usually my answer is like, "No," because I I want to play in long form stories. I'm yeah. not there for the silly one shots. That's just not my vibe, right? Yeah. Um, and I know that about me. Yeah. And so I know the kind of vibe that I want from the other players and I know yeah. the kind of vibe I want from the DM. And I've always said, as a DM, you, you run the game that you want to play in, right? Yeah, agreed. And I have uh, in many ways seen from you, from uh, James, from Sam, from everyone I've played games with. Yeah. Um, Wesley as well, who ran for us um, a, a little while back. I know which of them I would consider the most my DM because yeah. they run in a very similar style to me. Yeah. Um, and it's not it's not a bad thing if you don't run in a similar style no. to me, obviously. But because I'm looking for a certain vibe of game, that yeah. uh, that that's important, right? Agreed. So do you do you feel like you have changed your your like fundamental vibe that you look for in your games because of these different experiences? Yes and no. So so in D&D, yes. Okay. In other systems, no. Well, okay. especially, specifically Monster of the Week because the, the reason why is because Monster of the Week is a good chaotic outlet. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why I don't love it as much as you and Sam love it. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, I, I look at Monster of the Week and I'm like, oh my god, I could run an amazing <laughs> serialized story yeah. in this, or like a weekly game with a different episode and it's a little time jump and there's an overall yeah. arc. Like, I look at that and I'm like, wow, this sounds amazing. <laughs> and th- But then if I jump into a game that you guys are like, like sometimes I see you guys on the server will be like, hey, we're going to play Monster of the Week tonight, who's available? And people are like, yeah, me, me, me. And the system's built for that, right? Yeah, it's built right. to be able to just throw everyone together. Everyone can be in it, yeah, you can just put it in there. I look at that and I'm like... <laughs> I'm gonna put my head in the sand. That doesn't sound like my thing. Yeah, and that's okay. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, and this is—I don't want to sound mean, Ben. Oh, go on. But <laughs> um, you take it very seriously, and that's not a bad thing. Me? Yeah. Oh, you yeah, I do. RPGs. I mean, look at—you run a podcast, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I'm sorry if that sounded mean. No, um, not at all. I know I totally you, you agree take, with you. Yeah, you take it very seriously, and that is amazing. I also it would have been this. mean if you'd have called me a tryhard. Is that what you're saying? Don't be saying I'm a tryhard. No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, so I enjoy also a very serious game. Mm. However, I enjoy when shit hits the fan and it goes tits up, and I have to just go right. This is what's happening. It's chaos, and I, I love. I love chaos in games. I, I think, absolutely thrive off it. I think the difference is like I, I love that. Sh- oh shit! Here I go. How do I fix this? Yeah. Like vibe that you describe with shooting mm-hmm. the fan. Yeah. But I like it in a grounded sense. Yes. Like, I like there to be not a sense of realism. That's not the word at all. Because there is mean. no realism. Because yeah. it's like you know, it's angels and demons and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But but. I like there to be ongoing consequences and things. Like, I don't want people to come in and be like, well, I'm just going to kill that other player because why not? Like, I like there to be, yeah. uh, like, you know, consequences to your actions and stuff. Well, I think that's the difference. Like, 100%. I agree that's with what that. I don't, yeah. That's what I look for, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there will always be consequences to actions, even if it is chaotic, but mm. it's just finding those swiftly enough to... Unless it's the one shot and you're never playing the character ever again. Well, exactly. Uh, but then you could just kill the player. So problem solved. No, no, um... no. That's, that's called murder. <laughs> and we don't, oh, we don't do that the, here, the Dave. The character. Sorry, Ben. I apologize. Yeah, I mean, that's slip of the tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, don't, we, don't, we don't murder people here. <laughs> Take Honest. their souls. No. no. What? Okay. That's... um. And I, I, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just, 
healing my wounds okay? over here while I talk to you. Like, oh, can't believe he told me. I think it's seriously, Jesus. Um, yeah, it, it's an interesting take. And uh, interesting that that's your, like, the best thing. The yeah, best thing I, is that you've played loads of games. Because I feel like that's an obvious answer, but also yeah. the reasoning behind it is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I would... Like, it makes me want to encourage people to go out there and play more. Oh, 100%. I, like, I know, especially if you're new to the game, like, I'm still pretty new-ish. I've mm. been doing it for, like, what, three years? Oh, you baby. I know. So, getting out there and, like, running, especially for me, like, I am a min-maxer, so if I want to run a character that I've had in the bank for ages, then I'm like, I really want to play this and just ruin someone's life. Great. Mm. <laughs> I can <Yeah>. do that. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Uh, you're you're chaotic. You want to break yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> okay. What's your advice for people who are who are gonna start accepting more invitations to games? Then, because for me, it it was it's hard to get into that frame yeah. of like I need to make another character or like oh I'm I'm just gonna go and see what happens. Like I I there's no investment there for me. I need that yeah. bit of investment. So what's your advice for like stretching your legs? Like if you were gonna tell me to take it less seriously and go and do that, <laughs> how would you tell me to do that? Just make a character that you don't care about. The one just, I can't like, like how how you can but you can you can just create a ca- you look how? at a character sheet and then you just write something like this is a fighter and he does this with an axe. Yeah, but but now his name is John. He has three kids. One of them's been kidnapped, and he's got to save them. I, I love John. I can't. That fighter is, right? is literally pushing oh, the nice. limits. Okay. He has to go and save his young daughter Gabriella. Great, but now he's got to run through a train that's on fire before he does that. Great, and if he dies, I'll be upset. Well, that's your fault for being upset about it. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Basically, okay. you got me. I sound like a psychopath now, Ben. For God's sake. <laughs> Do you know what though? Do you know what though? You don't, because one of the things I love about RPGs is the threat of my characters dying. Like, yeah, I get exactly. sad by it, but I do love that. I like Deadly Systems. That's why I like yes. Witcher. Yeah. Um, I've ne- I've yet to play a character in The Witcher, so I might change my mind next year. Yeah. But that's um, that's well, something that died, appeals so to me. That's yeah. I won't die, but I'm an absolute unit. Mm, okay, <laughs> give it time. Give it time. Okay, so take it less seriously. Just make a yeah. character that you don't care about, and you can make a backstory. I make it. a backstory, but it's just like, mm. but but experience more games. Time. That's that's the best yeah. thing that happened to you this year. Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. Um, that's. I feel like the, we've just been horrible to each other for ten minutes. So that's, I haven't that's been horrible cool. to you. I've been what? lovely. I've, I've welcomed you into my Christmas themed <laughs> cave. I've offered you mold wine. The mold wine ran out ten minutes ago. Then. Oh shit! Sorry. I'll, I'll get the unseen servant to um to restock Great, it. My apologies. I, it. Uh, I do think though, uh, uh, the closing point of this is that I, my advice that I used to give was, I don't play a D and D game unless. <laughs> I know I'm going to get something out of it. Like, I remember Joe and I years ago sitting down together on the podcast and saying, we don't have enough time to play bad D&D. And we didn't. And I still <laughs> don't. I still feel that way. Yeah. But you're here saying, sometimes you should play some bad D&D and that's the best thing that's happened to me this year. Yeah, because you know what's bad D&D then and you can go, right, I don't want that. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll take it on board. Um, and I'm going to make a note here to never invite you back on the show ever again. That's, yeah, great. No worries. You uh, see you later. Yeah. Get, <laughs> get back up the Christmas tree and I'm on route. <laughs> can you dust the corner while you're up there too, please? Yeah, Thank of course. You. Uh, the star is not shining. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Make it. Make it shine. Um, while you're doing that, I'm going to uh, shake the jingle bells once again and see who falls out of them this time. Sometimes when you shake jingle bells, I don't know if you know this. Um, there's a, there's a magic to it. This this Christmas magic. It opens portals to other dimensions. Occasionally, you you get a weird tentacle monster. Sometimes you get a friend that you play D&D with. So, you know, you roll the dice, you risk it, and sometimes it's worthy. So we'll give the Jingle Bells a shake. We'll see what comes out of it. Um, It seems that this time it isn't a friend. It is, in fact, an ad read. You see, if you haven't this year listened to We Speak Common, you've been missing out on the opportunity to use some wonderful discount codes and fill your bag of hoarding. Uh, head over to the, the description of this episode and you'll find two set links. One to the Dice Dungeon. Uh, they're a wonderful, wonderful set of guys. Ben and Dave have been working with the podcast network for a while now. 
a long time and I actually had the pleasure of meeting them face to face this year we've spoken many times over the internet and on the phone and text and stuff but to actually be in the same room with them give them a big hug and and uh, spend some time with them was, was fantastic so I can say that I have now fully tested the fact that they are genuinely lovely guys and very tall really tall people like much taller than I feel very I feel like a halfling uh, but they're lovely and they sell all things that you can need for Dungeons and Dragons including dice made of resin metal glass uh, they've got these wonderful uh, hollow dice metal dice that are hollow that roll wonderfully they've got rolling trays they've got the books that you could need honestly if you're sitting looking at your 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 hoard from Christmas and you're thinking there's not enough math rock in there I need need more Head over to the Dice Dungeon website, have a look around, fill your basket, and use the code WESPEAKCOMMON to get 10% off everything that you order. Just treat yourself. Treat yourself for Christmas. Why not? Um, and then, Dave, if you're listening, I know you are. Thank you very much for being wonderful, wonderful people. Merry Christmas. Uh, we're also brought to you... There was there was two ad reads that fell out of the Drinking Wells. I don't know if you saw that. Um, there's one on the floor over there. Is uh, Describe. spelled D-S-C-R-Y-B. Adder.com on the end. That's the website. Uh, you can head over there, link below, to find all of your needs of creative writing. Box text that you can read in any situation, whether it's a, a published adventure or a homebrew game. They've got over 8,500 scenes. It's growing every week. In fact, I haven't checked the number recently. It's probably much more than that by now. Uh, scenes of places, monsters, magic items, casting spells, things a DM can read, things a player can read if you want to improve your flavor of that casting of firebolt that you've done 60 million times uh, and loads more like maps and and god knows what else honestly the collection grows every single week about 500 of them are free for you to go and look at and use right now and the rest you can get access to by subscribing and you can do that using the code common at checkout you'll get 10 percent off every month for the first two years that you are subscribed uh, describe is a wonderful resource and some of the stuff i mean i I get the newsletter uh, every time it comes out and some of the stuff they've added this year has been incredible i mean we talk about the partners and and i'm very straightforward and upfront that you know we we get a bit of a kickback if you go and use our codes and things but i do genuinely think that both dice and jim who are uk-based guys and describe are amazing uh resources for whether you need physical stuff or you need a little bit of help with that storytelling aspect and hey go and check them out go and see what's going on there there's some free stuff for you to look at and if you like it you know what codes to use. Um, that's the last ad read they're getting this year. I wonder if they'll be back next year. We'll wait and see. Right, let's shake the jingle bells again and see who falls out. I'm actually expecting a goblin to tumble out this time. And yes, there he is. Look, it's Sam. Hi, Sam. Ow. <laughs> yeah, don't hurt yourself on the way down. Yeah, right. that, was, that was quite the fall. Mm, mm. I held those bells up high. Well, uh, you know, I'll take goblin as a compliment. I mean, sure. I, I mean, it can't be much worse as being called a tryhard on your own podcast. We'll yeah. we'll see how it goes. Um, please come on in. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the the frosted snowflake cookies that I have made for you. Oh, and, uh, are you still going to eat that? that I, I was taken like a bite out of that mince pie. Are no, you, sure. You finished that. Oh, nice, awesome. Cool. And Thank I'll um, I'll get them old cider out, seeing as the wines run out already. Nice. The alcoholics. Um, my friend, we've been playing D and D together now for a while. I, it doesn't feel. It still doesn't feel like we have. You still, you still pinch long. yourself every day, and, yeah, you, and you go, "Oh my god, I, I can't believe I play in Ben's game." It's, it's still so weird to me that I just like randomly once on Instagram just went, "Can I play in one of your D and D sessions, or at least watch <laughs> it?" And you were just like, "Yeah, it sounds like a possibility." Do you know what? <laughs> I still remember the first time we met at. Um, at the radio station and you yes. sat down next to me and were like oh you actually know things about D&D and I was like yeah man that's why I'm here and then we, we just had it we like we were just was, sat together was, for the whole night I was night myself because I was like oh this is awkward because I'm here to talk about D&D you know a lot more about D&D than me <laughs> the best part was is that they put you on air first and then yeah. I came in so it was like hey here's this kid who's been playing for three months and now here's this guy who's been playing for ten years and has no yes. other hobbies legit legit <laughs> the juxtaposition oh. but hey look at us now I feel like I've grown so much in in and some of the listeners will probably have heard a lot of my story and development as mm. I've gone along um, going from a campaign that was completely destroyed well it wasn't destroyed it, it just hit it was off wall. the rails yeah yeah and then and then 
learning everything. I, th I feel like since joining like our play group, since the server's been created, everything like that, um, it's just been a constant like downward snowball of me just absorbing information from loads of people. Like we have so many intelligent people um, that we play this game with that I can just absorb like different skills and different yeah. kind of ways of thinking from and I, I'm, I'm super appreciative of like everything. I think as well, um, not to not to rub your ego anyway, but the, the growth that you've made over the last, not even the last year, like the last two years, I, I, I feel like I feel like a proud father because I, I always think back to sitting down with you and like not even on the show because I know we did a bonus episode where we sat down and we we've air quotes fixed your campaign and the issues you were having but we'd had so many conversations about it off air and this year you wrapped that campaign and I got to be a part of it every now and then as a little guest appearance and like to to hear you talk about it and to to hear your planning and see you come to me and say hey I'm planning this what do you think and like watching that progression it's been great um you've you've honestly come on a long way from where you were when we sat down and we're like how do we fix this this how do we how do we roll this turd in glitter and you didn't roll it in glitter you did the impossible and you polished it so well done man well done thank you i was not expecting that but it's christmas so ben's gonna be nice isn't he? yeah don't, it's it's one once a <laughs> I year get used to it yeah um, i will go back to to devouring souls soon um so sam what is the the one way that the game has changed for you this year you know it's funny that you brought that previous point up because um it is bookending a campaign it's bookending a campaign and starting something new it's like so the way i can describe it is going from a relationship that you uh th that was okay mm. finishing it off then moving on to a relationship where you have all of the... You know exactly what went wrong with your previous relationship. Oh, wow. To the new one. Wow, if only that was relatable. If only if only I hadn't had that sort of experience recently in I, my life. Jeez. I, I didn't even think of that. And now I'm uh, realising <laughs> the parallel I've just created. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's actually been such an enlightening experience, especially... Uh, in regards to what we said before in terms of like, my own personal development it's it's been a good mirror for me it's allowed mm. me to see where I'm at and my own progression from starting a campaign where I used to take like so the start of my previous campaign which I call the Veilbreakers campaign mm. um, at the start of that campaign my prep was just bullet points on my phone notes app. It would be I would I would set myself a minimum uh, no yeah a minimum of six bullet points per session. Mm. Now I look back at that and heave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what, what do you mean you're running a whole session from six bullet yeah. points? <laughs> I can't. I just can't. I just can't stand it. So it's been it's been so nice. Obviously, I had that really awesome the kind of climax of finishing that campaign mm -hmm. and completing that there was loads of build up there were there were things that i was trying to uh, show get made for my players so that i could bring it to the table and make things more special yeah. um so there was loads of things that went into making that finale for me like a a moment of this is how I can run a game for you. This is how I can make a game exciting. It was kind of me just going full, full kind of guns ablazing at my players, um, and it went extremely well. And I was like, "This is this is fucking sick." But I'm also super glad it's over. Mm, I get that. I was so I get happy. That. I think I remember having a conversation with you when you were at that point of like, okay, I, this campaign's unsavable, I don't know what to do with it, I just think I'm just going to stop. And I said to you, no, let's try and fix it because you need to have the experience of finishing a campaign. And then, I re and I stand by that, and I remember you fi like finishing it or like knowing that your last session was coming up and you had your epilogue like um, sessions planned and were ready to go, like they were in the diary of the group and everything. And you said to me like, oh, here's what I'm going to run next, I'm going to start like next week. And I was like, no. 
as I was like, please don't do that. And I remember you being like, oh, like I remember feeling your annoyance at me being like, Sam, that's a bad idea. Because you were, yeah. you were like, I just, I don't want to not play D and D. Like I want to, I want to go on to the next thing. Session twenty-five of um, your session campaign. twenty-five of my Veilbreakers campaign, where I was like, I need to start thinking about running something else. I was mm. like, I remember sending you voice notes. Yes, and that was when you were responding to me like, you can't do that. Don't do that. Please finish the campaign. Twenty-five sessions is not like enough for yeah. you to complete this. Um, and then I finished on, I think it was. Was 80, 87 sessions? That's really interesting, thinking about the fact that TOA's just hit 46 and we're about a third of the way through. Yeah. That's insane, isn't it? We, it was 80, 87 sessions that we, we came to a close on. And Sorry, that was I'm just going to wreck on what I said. We're not a third of the way through. We're like a quarter of the way through. <laughs> um, but it was, it was so nice to just close it off and kind of because the, I made a lot of mistakes this was like my growing campaign this was the yeah. campaign where I, I think I've done like 90% of my growing this next 10% is going to be the hardest part mm. like this next 10% could take me the next 10 to 15 years mm. to get but I feel like the large majority of my growth has happened in this campaign and I'm, I'm going to learn loads. For sure. It's the same way as like if you're trying to gain muscle in the gym, right? The when you first start, you gain loads and mm. then it slows down and you're like, well, I'm working harder now and I'm doing things more correctly, but I'm, my muscle is yeah. growing slower. It's like that, but with DMing. How did we just get a gym analogy into this nerdy hobby? I don't know. But, I, I um, kind of cringed, but But like, I, I stand by that, though, that thing of saying, hey, don't focus on your new campaign. Like, even when you got to the end of your campaign, when you refixed it all and you were like, I'm going to run Descent next. And I was like, mate, chill, have some time. Because I know that I do that thing where I'm like, okay, my campaign's ending. I'm going to start reading and thinking about the next one. But, and that's fine. But what you were doing was saying, I'm going to start prepping now and I'm going to run like the week after the ending of the first campaign. And my advice was no, sit in it. I was like, don't do that. Mourn it, that sit in it, enjoy genuinely. it. So I've, there have been a lot, there's been lots of gold dust that you've spurted out. Oh, before thank you. You, thank you. you do speak a lot of gold dust as with many like members of our party people... as with all the common that i speak yeah, yeah yeah like it's some of it's pure gold dust i can i can speak to a lot of people um in our discord in our parties and they will just give me gold dust and i'm like fuck yes mm. tell me more but i think that's genuinely one of the best pieces of advice i've had just like not not like dwelling in it but like just appreciating it reflecting on it going yeah. okay this is what i did wrong this is what i wouldn't do the next time and just just having a break from running D D. that's it you, that's it's it it's like a weekly it is like a job sometimes because you're <laughs> you, you, yeah you, hurting you lot yeah you run you run a session then you spend the next week up until that session getting yourself ready for that next session and mm. you're you're thinking it through even if you're not doing anything physically because you've got something on the side that's got everything you need you're still thinking about it your your brain is still kind of like churning it over so i think i think that was really cool to do that and it gave me a big opportunity to jump into some other games to mm. uh, as as dave was saying earlier just like experience other dms to see what i like and that in and of itself exploded my own preferences as player and now I understand exactly what I want from being a character exactly what I want from being a DM and I feel like D&D &D as a whole I know what I want and I know mm. how I want it yeah. so I can go and place my order at the D&D &D restaurant and get exactly what I want God could you imagine if that place existed so I guess yeah. the um the the takeaway from this is if you're at the restaurant and you've got to you've got to take it home with you the takeaway they see what I did there thank you um, is that you don't give up experience ending a campaign even mm -hmm. if it's not going well but there is an ending in sight finish it sit in it and when it's done have a break bask in it roll around in it get all muddy and then clean yourself off and start afresh. 
don't rush and, and try and put it away. Like, just live that a bit more. Mm. Profound. That's that's genuinely exact. Like you've you've put it all back. You've oh taken the blended the the blended mutterings that I've taken and just you know. It's almost like I should it. do this for a living or something, isn't it? Honestly, if if I could think of anyone that should go out and make a D and D podcast, I think it would be you. I think mm. you should go and do that. Um, yeah. I don't know why yeah. you haven't done it already, honestly. Why have I never done that? No, why have I never ever done that? Well, Sam, thank you. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the rest of that mince pie. There are some more piled up on that that platinum dish at the back there, and the um, the unseen servant is bringing out more mulled wine and spiced uh, spice stuff too. So just Me hang and Dave about, enjoy go yourself. Get pissed. Well, I think he's still up the tree, so you'll have to go and get him down. But uh, I'll, give I'll it, go and I'll climb up there. It's give okay. it a shake, yeah. While you're doing that, I think I just heard uh, a knock at the at the Christmas door. Uh, I have got a door in this cave. I installed uh, doors and windows. I'm civilized, okay? I'm a civilized lich. Leave me be. So um, we'll go and open that door, and uh, it's going to be a little bit cold. So just uh, bash the bash the snow off your boots as you come in, fourth guest. Uh, which oh, look who's here! <laughs> it's James. Hello, friend. Hello. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Come on in. We've got we've got mulled wine or, or, or just about. We've got mince pies. We've got cookies. We've got a tree. We've got jingle bells. Come in. Come in. Take off your coat. How are you? I mean, I'll, I'll be good as long as there isn't any weird like undead skin flakes in the food like last time. I can neither confirm nor deny that you will not find a bit of human leftovers on the plates. Extra protein, I guess. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> um... How how have things been? How has this year of D and D been for you? Well, it's, it's I think like summing it up, it's been very transformative. That's a good word. Oh, I knew there was a reason I saved you for last, James. What's what's been transformative um, about it for you? Well, we we, we kind of and I might be getting my time timelines wrong here, as I frequently do. Mm. Uh, we we ended last year with you know we we had finished uh, Dragon Heist, um, Descent was finished. Um, and then we, uh, you know, moved on to new things, new pastures, new campaigns, new systems. Mm. Um, and I feel like our discussions have changed a lot as well. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I think that this year, thinking back to the start of the year, the end of Dragon Heist, I think that was... That was the year. That was last year, wasn't it? Yes, it must that have was, been. I feel like it was. It was New Year's because it was the. Uh, I remember. The... Yeah, when when Joe, we had our final session with Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was. No, that must have been more than. Was year. That That's two, two years, years ago. ago. <laughs> That's two years ago. Holy wow. shit! That was two years ago. Oh. So that means that this year, we started the year. In the campaign we're still in now. God. <laughs> I mean, all of the campaigns link, but yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So, so yeah, your timeline was slightly out, but I'll forgive you. It's hard for a time traveler. So, with yeah. um, with the end of Dragon Heist two years ago, that was like a turning point for me of like, okay, that that arc of this world has ended, and I'm coming into a new one. And from the start of t- uh, Tomb of Annihilation to now, so those two years, and we're still going. I feel like transformative really does sum up those two years and then specifically this year like i look at how not only has our party improved and grown um but my dming but also like your dming you i i I play in your game every week and you know we went from uh your descent game which is probably the best game i've played in as a player like like my but but for many reasons right for you as a dm but also because and i I always say this in that campaign like that's when you encapsulated that thing i was talking about earlier of like everyone having one dm that fits your style that campaign your style of dming the character that i fell in love with that i built like all came together to make like the perfect DD for me as a player and i haven't i haven't felt that way as a player since which is really interesting like every box was ticked there and i think that experience transformed me and the experiences we're having now as a player in your game is teaching me more about how i build characters and the type of characters i want to play and yeah because that's something i don't get to do as much yeah i mean it's it's been a a strange time to say the least oh yeah i mean god just look at look at 
the real world, he says in inverted commas, and how that's changed over the last year and how that's affected our games as well. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the oddest thing for me, and probably one of the, the, one of the, the good things, is just this, the, the expanding out into other systems. Mm. Um, like, playing Witcher, like, hands down, like, when, when I decapitated that wolf after I, like, exploded five times on that D10... Was, yeah. That was just like insane. Sorry, sorry. Just take that soundbite out of context. You exploded on the D10 five times. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a part of the system, guys. Don't, don't ask questions. Yeah. And then just like the conversations we've been having while playing, like the the in-depthness we get on the rules now. Yeah. Um, like, I love it. Like, I find those conversations so, like, mentally stimulating. Um, you know, when we, we get down to like, we go over the semantics of how a word is used. Well, this is important, I think, for something that I've learned is that like, because we've always been in as as players as a group, when I've been DMing, you guys will always question rules and things and in, in a healthy way, in a really good way. Like yeah. if I get, you know, d and a big game, there's lots of rules yeah. and we play other systems, so we get rules mixed up in things and sometimes you ask for an awareness check instead of a perception check, you know? Soon yeah. me, I'm human. Sometimes I used to be. Um, and so we get into these conversations of like, okay, well, how does this rule work and how are you using it? And so now we're doing that in all of our games and that's and like, there's two sides of it. It's good because we, we learn the game and we love it and, you know, all that stuff. It's bad because it slows our games down. <laughs> there's, there's a trade-off. Not, yeah. Not all things are good things, you know? Um, and I think that like those conversations just prove to me something that, I think I said this to Sam a while ago. He's over there trying to pull Dave off a tree. Um, we, as DMs, we think we get to the peak, the pinnacle, and it's a false peak. And it's a yeah. false peak every time. And I think I had this conversation with Sam at the start of the year when he was like, s- still thought I was amazing and was looking up to me, and now he thinks I'm just a little bitch. Um, <laughs> was that like, he was like, oh, I felt like I'd got to your level, and then I realized that you're miles above me. And I was like, yeah, that never goes away. You'll always feel that. I feel that about my own DMing. Like, yeah. I feel like I've got to a new level, and then I stand up on that that but it's like there's always there's always something you you get to a point and then some random rule case comes up and it's like oh what 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 do you mean that's how that works playing (laughs) playing a wizard in your campaign i had to admit for the first time i had to admit that i don't know what all the spells do and i need time to read them i was like i don't remember how these interactions work we've never played this level before and yeah like we are getting to that point now We, we are entering unfamiliar territory and um, I suppose that's why we're slowing down a lot because we're going to go hang on a minute yeah and I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing I don't think slowing down is bad and I don't think that having those conversations is a bad thing um, because especially at higher level D&D because we're playing in that sort of tier 3 tier 4 area now where like it, things get weird things get yeah, really weird at that really level weird. and there's a reason you know we don't play up there that often and so the way things interact is different to how they interact at high levels. We forget how things work at that level. And um, so it's good to be doing that as an exercise as DMs. I think that's how we improve. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a new there's a new system coming out, so maybe it'll all be redundant in a couple of years' time. Who knows? But, I mean, we'll always come back to 5e, right? But, yeah, I feel like the, the important thing that's really happened for, like, all of us this year is, like, we're a lot more willing to, to take issue with what's in the rules as well. So yes. like, I imagine once once this new this new system comes out, this one D and D, like we're gonna look at that and go right. We like those bits, but we don't like those bits, and we'll probably make some weird mishmash of a system. Mm. Well, um, before you before you got here, because I know you were a little bit late arriving to the party, Ray was saying just that about like how he he and I and I was saying to him how we we feel differently about D and D now this yeah. year. And, and in a way, it sounds on the surface like we've disenfranchised with it, but we're not. We've just become free in being able to say what is and isn't, is yeah, and isn't for like us. We, we, we all love like, D&D and like, we all, you know, thinking like law setting wise, we all do love the Forgotten Realms, apart from maybe Dave, who's obsessed with this weird place called Eberron. Yeah, I've only um, been once or twice. The planets are odd, man. Yeah. Um, like, we all love the setting. We just don't always love what people do with it. 
Um, especially those that currently uh, possess the setting, you could say. Yeah, I, 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 again, I don't want to talk too much about the future of D&D this week. That will be something that's coming next week, but it will be interesting to see where things go. And I think you and I, we both went to Dragon Meat and we were on, oh, the, on yeah. the tube and we said, oh, maybe we'll find out how this how this era of D&D is going to end canonically. Yeah. Because there's yeah. always something, right? Um, oh. And there's the theory of the obelisks and all that kind of stuff. I, I just, I just hope it's something nuts. I hope they really this this next year, they better go fucking nuts. I just, I don't see it happening because that, especially with the the marketing side of it, of it being air quotes backwards compatible, and you know, it's 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 not a new edition. It's just Dungeons and Dragons now. We don't we don't do editions anymore. We just do D and D which is a weird choice in my, in my brain. Yeah. Like, I understand it from a marketing point of view. I mean, they might, they might change it to, like, story arcs or something. Yeah, I mean, it's like the subscription version of D&D, right? You subscribe to it and you get access to the new rules as they come out. Um, but, I, I mean, I'm, I'm an old man. I've lived for thousands of years. I like having editions of games. So Yeah. And having, like, clear borders between them. But... I don't see how they can do like some big world-shattering event in the story that will usher in the new edition if there isn't really a new edition and it's just becoming this like amorphous thing now. I don't know. We'll have to wait and yeah. see, I suppose. I mean, we've only got a year of it left, so. Yeah. I mean, that's my theory anyway. If if one D&D is coming out in 2024. No. We, we can, but wait to see for our divination spells are not working. Unfortunately, they have some mighty powerful non-detection magic held up around their towers yes so to sum up your thing from this year it's you sum it up for me because i don't want to i don't want to put words in your mouth it is just that word transformative mm. the the new you know playing the new systems like the witcher really sort of you know i've got to that point now where i know so much in not to blow my own horn so to speak mm. I just know a lot and mm. I'm happy I get to use that and use it a lot and I feel like that's the this is the year where I've really come into it as it were yeah I don't think you are blowing your own horn because I feel that way too I feel like I know a lot about the things that I run you know I know a lot about the Witcher I know a lot about D&D uh, 5e rule sets and I know a lot about Faerun put me in Eberron and I need to go and learn things um What's interesting, or yeah, put me anywhere that I haven't run before and I have to go yeah. and things. What's interesting is that now it's starting to feel like a, like a a bad comfort zone compared to like a good thing for me because now I don't want to go and run a new setting because I'd have to go and learn it and I wouldn't know everything and I wouldn't have everything in my footsteps. That, yeah, that was my... That was why I suppose it's taken us so long to try new systems, like me especially. I, w mm. I wasn't sure about trying a new setting or new system like with Witcher, mm. but then it, it was just quite... Yeah, I remember really having to convince you. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, get me in and I'm like, yes! <laughs> yes, let me let me cast Igni and, and yeah. set this wolf on fire. Yeah, I've got yeah. 15 different sources of modifiers, Ben. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And it, and it hits a different, different itch for you. Yeah. It's interesting. I think... Something I so my takeaway from this conversation with you would be to encourage people to look at the, where they've gone this year and what's changed, like what's changed for them in the sense of how have they taken their experiences and sat with them, and be a bit introspective. Think about the choices that you make. Like, why do you not want to do certain things? I have conversations with you guys and like anyone really that I play D and D with where. I, I sit there and I go, I don't, I don't want to do that. And I think, well, why do I not want to do that? What is it in me that doesn't like doesn't like that system or doesn't like that rule? Um, and sometimes it's as simple as, I just don't like it. That's just not for me. Yeah. And being okay with that. Yeah. I feel, I feel like that's actually come down to it a few times our discussions. We just go, we just don't like it. Yeah. We are that's, grumpy that's old cool. men and we don't like change. Yeah, but then I'm also <laughs> trying to embrace change at the same time. I'm yeah. just very, I'm just very selective about the change. The change we like. The rest, the rest of it could go out and freeze to death in the cold outside. Speaking of which, let's all go and huddle by the fireplace that I've uh, lovingly conjured here in this cave. I saw that Ray had to pop out and um, take the Jingle Bell portal back to the uh, the land of the Oz and the US. So um, we'll let him 
you know, enjoy his own fireplace. But but I'll welcome uh, Sam, Dave, just just Dave, just let Come go on, of just, the tree. Just let oh, go. Oh, but Sam, I, but I want to start. No. Oh. I want to right. start. Just come Honestly, over here. Come and enjoy the fire. You would not I, believe um, the shit that I just saw when trying to pull Dave off of the tree. You did slightly tear his trousers. Did I? Did I not warn you that the well, tree's also he, in the neck? He was. He was shaking a a thing, and then <laughs> liquid came out of it, and then he he got like a whole bunch of tissues, and was then like wiping it all yeah. over the tissue. <laughs> I I can't really comprehend yeah. what it was. Okay, I don't. Wow. I'll, I'll, I'll clean it up later when, when you're all said and gone. Um, hey, guys. I think it had something to do with painting. Oh, God. <laughs> thanks, for, um, thanks for joining me on this wonderful Christmas party that we've had here in my, in my cave. Uh, um, it's, it's, it's been good. <laughs> it's, Even if it's I been did an... get my timelines mixed up. <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. It's been, a, um, it's been an interesting year, I think, for us. Great. Uh, for all of us, um, uh, and I extend that to anyone listening, uh, the the hobby has gone through some changes, and it continues to morph and, and adapt. And it was always going to happen at some point. So I think my thought for this episode, the reason I wanted to do a little end of year recap and look back at everything, was was to give others the inspiration to do that, to look back at where you've been where you came from, the stories you've told, the stories you are taking with you into the new year and what you like about this hobby. There's a lot of space online where people are talking about what's coming, how it's changing, how it's bad, how it's not good. We've just said we don't like change and we're selective about change and that's okay. But hey, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see how it goes and let's just enjoy what we've had this year and what's coming next year because... In my experience, as an addition finds the end of its life, that's when things get a bit crazy and publishers don't really care and they'll just give you some random stuff. So, hey, it could be great. It could be awful. Let's wait and see um, and choose what we what we like to play and what we don't. Do you all agree? You all, you all, you all, do you all think yeah. I'm trying? Oh, you're like a Dave? fucking try you're just hard. A We're all... We're Massive all a little bit of a try-hard yeah, inside, Yeah, we are. Thank At you. least Thank you're you, openly a try-hard. Um, <laughs> we're all sweats. We're, we're little true. D&D sweats, aren't we? Like, we, 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 we do try a bit too hard, all of us. Um, one day, one day I will be Lich, Lich King but, of the Nerds. That's, that's, that's the, uh, literally the title. exactly what I want. I want people that, are, like, really, like, want to do the best D&D ever because you meet loads of people, you get some random idea, like, I, you'll get some random bullshit variant rule from um, somebody that uh, that you've spoken to on the internet and it will be an absolute game changer for you and you'll, you'll use it all mm. the time. So, yeah, it's... Definitely. Yeah. Ah, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, I feel all warm and fuzzy inside, like the Grinch. That is that is because you've uh, you've in, you you said that Ray had um, left through a. I think he's fallen asleep on the fire. Yeah, he had too much of that. And that's wine. why it's warm and yeah. fuzzy. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with that. I've got some resurrection mm-hmm. magic. It's fine. I, he's actually next week's guest, so we we do need to. No, that's necromancy. Need him back. Right, okay. uh, that's fine. Necromancy will work. Let's just get him out. Um, while you three do that, I will uh, say thank you. It's been a wonderful year. It's been a weird one. We've we've come leaps and bounds here on the podcast, and I think that. The, the highlight for me with that is the community. We talk about it all the time. And I, and, and I know I do pitches. And I know I can see the boys rolling their eyes as they're trying to roll Ray out of the fire pit. Look, genuinely, hand on heart, when I set out to build a community, my goal was to make a space on the internet that was just fun for us to be in, for us to talk to people who love the same things as us, to play games together, to, to make friends. I mean, Dave is, is literally evidence of a friendship formed from this community and I, I could not be prouder of it in the way that it sits and stands right now and it can only get better so I know I pitch it all the time and I know I say hey come on, come on, come on join the server and give me your money but genuinely you don't have to give me your money you can join the server for free and that gets you enough access to come and be a part of what has in my humble opinion Everyone shout yes if you agree when I say this sentence has become 
the best D&D community I'm a part of on the internet. Yes. 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 <laughs> Sam didn't say yes, but he, he does seem to be focusing on the fact that Ray's eyebrows are burning. It's okay. He's another community manager. <laughs> oh, d- 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 it just won't... I, d- I can't... D- d- he's going to... He's, he's going to come back with anyway, no eyebrows. If you want to get on the We Speak Common Discord server, there's a link in the description below. It'll get you on as a commoner which is your free access and you're part of the group then you can chat you can talk you can do whatever you want within reason um and if you did want more if you've been listening to the show for a while if you've been with us since the beginning it's been it's been over four years guys then uh, you can head to the patreon there's a link there to uh to get ultimate unlimited access to the server that's access to things like the uh the advice section the dms guides for all of the books the domain that we we talk purely spoilers on every adventure that's published we've got areas to talk about shows that are on topic suggestions episode discussion chat rooms uh, the vibe zone where we sit and talk and chill and hang out and listen to music and we're doing events now that's something that started this year we had our uh, holiday hijinks event recently with commoners in there as well as patrons so if that's something you want to be a part of if you want to come and join us and and just be a part of this community then head to the description below and of course we speak common i know i'm not very good at pushing things online i'm not very good at tweeting lots and all that kind of stuff but we are out there and i do tweet occasionally so we speak common on twitter and instagram we speak on the pod on facebook uh, and all the links of course are available at wespeakcommon.com next year is going to be a new year and i've got some plans we'll see if they happen i hope they do in the meantime my friends uh just put the last bit of fire out on Ray's hair, and uh, I'll go and I'll go and get the old diamond. I've I've got a hair growth spell I've been working on. Might fix it before we resurrect him. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Sam needs to save his eyebrows still, so we might. Need no, that. last time you did that spell on me, James, I had hair everywhere. I mean, you I look perf- like the Sasquatch. I've, I've perfected it now. I, I swear. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, while you make a mess of my lovely cave, I'm going to go and lock the door. We'll bring Ray back to life. And then I'll uh, I'll steal your souls, which is the real reason you're all here. Thanks for coming, guys. Bye. 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 Please send help. Thanks for listening to the We Speak Common Podcast Network. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review on your platform of choice and share us with a friend or D&D group near you. If you'd like to directly support the network and the production of new shows like the one you heard today, head to the description of this episode or our social media pages for a link to our Patreon page. You can connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at We Speak Common. The network theme is Street Dancing by Timecrawler82 and is held under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. You can find it on the Free Music Archive.